0: Hi, I'm Tracy, an impassioned lady on a quest to slay working motherhood and find fulfillment. I'm here to help you navigate the beautiful and damned in the life of a working mom. I'm a PA, mom, wife, and lover of fashion who is guiding my fellow working moms to ditch the dread and find fulfillment in the wonder and the war zone that is modern motherhood. I teach you the clinical pearls you need to create a life you love, pearls you can apply today to change your life tomorrow skirt around those heavy real-life topics? No way. Here you'll get an unfiltered ringside seat. You'll hear about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Parenting, step-parenting, marriage, motherhood, faith, and finances are all topics we will sit down and unpack together. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all the motivation and encouragement you need to help navigate working motherhood. Each week, it's like a mom's night out had a baby with a TED Talk. Then the mom's night out went back to work. Pull up a seat, get settled, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged. This is Fulfilled, the podcast. Welcome back to episode 21 of Fulfilled. Thank you for joining us today. I am so glad that you are here. Today we're talking about the ever-popular topic amongst women, moms, and icons on social media, self-care. I recently changed my mindset and the words that I'm using regarding self-care. I started calling my self-care practices something else, meeting my basic needs. I am done with self-care. I threw self-care Saturdays out the freaking window. Listen on to see how I scratched self-care for basic needs. Sayonara, self-care. Hello, basic needs. Get comfy as we dive in. Here we go. Let's change the words that we're using and call it meeting our basic needs instead of self-care. To me, self-care sounds indulgent and basic needs sound vital. Words are so powerful, so I'm not calling it self-care anymore. I'm calling it meeting my basic needs. I used to think of self-care as a day at the spa, away from the kids for eight hours, rest and relaxation, a massage, the sauna, the pool, and that great tasting cucumber water. It was a rare and monumental occasion that happened but once a year. In case you missed it, on last week's episode, Jenna and Lauren from Fit and Social, you know what they call self-care, and it's meeting your gosh darn basic needs. They base this on something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Essentially, it's a theory in psychology, which is a five-tier model of human needs. It looks like a pyramid. The lowest level of the pyramid is called physiological needs, things like air, food, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. The next level is safety needs, such as personal security, employment, resources, health and prosperity. And then, above that, come the levels that we're searching for, love and belonging, esteem and self-actualization. We cannot reach the stages of love, belonging, esteem, and self-actualization without first meeting our own basic needs, things like enough rest, proper nutrition, and being in a safe environment. To me, meeting my basic needs sounds a lot more necessary and practical than the indulgence that I perceived as self care. That mindset shift was so important for me. When is the last time that people in your life started raising their eyebrows because your brother or coworker or male spouse was indulging in self care? I personally can't think of a single time. The men, God bless them, are not being indulgent. They're just working out, they're just golfing, just having a guy's night where they play all the poker and drink all the beer. But when I mention that I'm going to book club or to mom's night out to a networking event for the hospital, people give me the side eye. They say things like, don't you have to get home to your million children tonight? No, my spouse is not babysitting, but rather parenting his own kids tonight so I can attend XYZ event. They say things like, How do you have time for these things? To which I reply, How can I not make time for the things that bring me joy and happiness and sanity? That sounds pretty important to me. Listen to me. You are worthy of love and care. You are worthy of having your basic needs met, and no one is going to do it for you. You have to be fiercely intentional about doing it, or trust me, it won't happen. Once you change your mindset about self-care, once you realize that it is truly not optional, that if you don't care for yourself, you cannot care for other people, then you start showing up as the best version of you. Let me say it again for the woman in the back. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot show up as the best version of you to take care of others. We all have someone to take care of, our kids, our spouse, our friend who's walking through divorce or loss, the teachers at school during teacher appreciation week, and the list goes on. In order for us to be well, of sound mind and body, to be happy and healthy so that you can take care of all those incredible people, you need to make sure that your own basic needs are met. And let me tell you something else. Unless you are ruthlessly intentional about doing this, about protecting the time, about communicating with those you love, that this time is carved out of your already jam-packed schedule for meeting your own basic needs, that time will evaporate into thin air like your toddler's patience at Target in the cereal aisle three hours after bedtime. You know what I'm talking about. One moment it's there and one moment, poof it's gone and your kid is throwing the fit to end all fits. Without meeting your own basic needs, you'll be the one who feels like throwing a fit. Trust me, meet your own basic needs. So if you're listening to this and wondering, how do I identify my basic needs? I've got you covered there too. Think back to the last month. If you haven't been doing anything fun because of COVID and quarantine, think of a month before the pandemic started. I have been reading a great book by Shonda Morales. She was a guest on a previous episode of the podcast. Shonda is an incredible psychotherapist. She's an inspiring author, speaker, and a women's empowerment coach. If you haven't picked up her book, Breathe and Power Achieve, stop what you're doing and order it right now. In her book, Shonda talks about breathe, and power and achieve mindfulness breaks. In one of the Breathe 5-Minute Mindfulness Break, you intentionally calm your mind and you track your energy. It's called the Tracking Your Energy Mindful Break. Essentially, what you do is you figure out what lights you up and increases your energy, and you identify what depletes you and drains your energy, like a crying newborn baby at 3 in the morning. It's important to note that some tasks can be energy neutral. These things aren't zapping or filling your cup. I'll give you an example from my life. Energy giving activities include quality one-on-one time with one of my sons, uninterrupted conversations uh, with Dan, lunch with a trusted friend and mentor, also getting up early to exercise, to have time alone in silence before the rest of the house wakes up, and three square meals a day, including breakfast. Energy-depleting tasks in my world include packing little kids' lunches, doing the dishes, conducting traffic in our kitchen like it's Grand Central Station, and searching for that elusive missing toddler sock. Energy-neutral tasks for me are things like meal planning, putting away the laundry, and going to the dentist. I'm neither excited about or dreading those tasks, but they are things that need to get done. When we put it that way, it's pretty clear that we need to identify energy-giving activities in our lives, and then we need to do more of them. We also need to identify energy-zapping activities in our lives, and then, here comes the hard part, We need to politely and kindly request for some help so that these tasks are getting done, but not necessarily by us and not necessarily by us every single time. Basic needs are the same. Basic things that you need to do to be a happy, healthy, productive member of society. A fulfilled mom, a pleasant and supportive partner, a thoughtful daughter, and the list goes on. Basic needs are at the bottom of your pyramid. Your pyramid cannot be built without a large, supportive base. It will topple over. Here are some examples of basic needs. Quiet alone time. A warm breakfast. Time to do your makeup and put on an outfit that helps you to exude confidence. Exercise. Going outside. Reading a fiction book or cooking. Things that are not basic needs of yours, but rather serving other people in your life are things like cleaning, giving other people the choice to define what your basic needs are. So these are basic needs are things that are truly important to you, and it's not going to be the same for you as it is for me. Once you've identified your basic needs, you need to implement them. I want you to listen very carefully here. Stop what you're doing just for one second. Choose one basic need. Say you identified a list of 10. Choose one. Yes, I know that you have more, but choose just one thing that you're going to implement as a part of your life tomorrow. Decide when you're going to do it and be specific. It has to be specific. At 6 a.m. before the house gets loud. At 7.20 after daycare drop-off and my commute, but before my 7.30 meeting. You have to set yourself up for success. If it's drinking water, get the glass out. If it's exercise, set out your workout clothes and get your workout area ready the night before. Creating accountability can help. Tell your best friend, your spouse, your colleague, strangers on the internet that you are committing to do X activity tomorrow and then show up and share with them when you do it. Set your alarm, especially if your basic needs are happening in the morning, and put that alarm away from you so you have to get up out of bed to turn it off. Make a promise to yourself. We are so quick to break promises that we make to ourselves, and we do that in a way that we would never break promises to other people. Make a promise to yourself and commit to not breaking it lastly but not least give yourself some grace if you choose to work out and and then a kid was up puking overnight and you were on call and six people were unstable and needing surgery and you slept 42 minutes total overnight maybe you choose to stretch your body instead of the 32 minute high intensity workout you had planned maybe you just jog to the mailbox instead of a 5k run But that's not the end. You show up again tomorrow, the same time, the same channel, and you try again because you have committed to taking care of yourself. Once you've mastered that one habit, the one thing that if you could do just one thing to take care of yourself, you would do it. Then you set yourself up to feel cared for that day. Then hopefully by the time I will have recorded a podcast about morning routine. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Then at that time, you choose just one more thing. This is the habit stacking that we talked about on episode 20 with Jenna and Lauren. You establish one thing, getting up early and reading a book. And then once that is a habit that is non-negotiable in your life, then you get up early, drink a glass of water, read a book. And then you get up early, drink a glass of water, read your book, and stretch your body. And then... You get up early, drink some water, read a book, stretch your body, go for a run. So these things stack on top of each other to build this routine of caring for yourself. And it does not have to happen in the morning. It can be little things throughout the day. It can be something that you do between work and picking up the kids or between work and getting home. You have to find how it fits in your life. It could be over lunch. If you think that's the only time that you can have it, as long as you can protect that time from patients and schedules and demands at work. This feels like a really great time to tell you guys about my new guide. It is the quick start guide to clarify your core values. It's to help you get focused and get clear on what is most important to you as a working mom. It walks you through a simple three-step process to determine, consolidate, and personalize your unique core values. Clarifying these core values is the first step to living a fulfilled life. Click the link in the show notes to download your guide today. So, do not try to do all things at once. We talked about this last week. Do not say that your basic needs are a specialty coffee that takes 30 minutes to make, an hour long run, learning and performing deep tissue massage, 73 ounces of cucumber water, and taking the dog for a 45 minute walk and you're going to do them all tomorrow, you're setting yourself up to fail. And when you do, you'll be discouraged and you won't come back the next day. So one thing at a time, stack them up. And if you did write a list of things that you feel are self-care practices, number them priority-wise. Put a number one next to the thing that if you could just do one thing each day that would make you feel more like a human, more like yourself, more like you're being cared for, do that thing. And once you've established that, then you move on to the next ones. So in summary, we talked about changing our mindset and the words that we use to describe self-care. I'm calling it meeting my basic needs. We talked about why it's important to identify and meet your own basic needs because then you can show up as the woman, as the friend, as the mama that you want to be. We talked about how to identify your basic needs, to look at your life and figure out what things are energy giving to you and give you patience and margin and make you feel like you can get through another crazy day. We talked about how you should choose one habit to implement at a time. Wait until that one habit is established and it is a given in your day. You know you're going to do it each and every day before you move on to the next one. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Establish one healthy basic need habit before you move on to healthy basic need habit number two. We talked about how to implement the habits in a way that sets you up for success and is a promise that you make and keep to yourself and that you extend grace to yourself in the process because yes, kids wake up puking and yes, patients are unstable in the middle of the night. And there are some days that you just don't feel like it. When those days happen, don't give up altogether. Come and fight another day tomorrow because you are worth it. And taking care of yourself is so, so vital. If you're in medicine, you might remember when they said pain is the fifth vital sign. They said we're taking vitals. Pain is the fifth vital sign. I think it was fifth. Well, In your life, if you're taking your vitals, if you're taking the pulse and the blood pressure, Of your day, of your life, basic needs is a vital sign. Taking care of yourself is vital. It is important because, and this is my own personal experience, when I'm showing up for myself first, I am a different mom during the day. When I am showing up for myself first, I am a better employee and team member. When I'm showing up for myself first, I'm better able to take care of my home, my spouse, my family, my friends. I have more patience, and I'm just a different person because I don't feel resentful. I don't feel mad that everyone else is getting their needs met all day long because I already prioritized my own self-care. And this is a journey for me. This isn't something that I just woke up knowing how to do. It was studying and watching other people's routines and reading books and figuring out how to implement it in a way that worked for me. And yours will look different, but it does need to be a routine that you take care of yourself. It could be before bed. You could be take a nice shower and put on some lotion and read a book or listen to music or whatever it is that calms you down for nighttime. If that is when you feel cherished and cared for, then you could do it that way. Or you could have a morning and an evening routine. And it's these habits that you implement that build over time and they make you feel cared for. It's things that if you did it for someone else, you would feel like you were taking good care of them. And it's just that the recipient is yourself, that you're showing up with self-love and self-care. And it is so, so important. So what I want you to do is take a look at the list, either written or in your mind, of your basic needs. There are lots of things that would make you feel better, calmer, healthier, and more sane during the day. Choose just one, and do it tomorrow. Prep tonight, set yourself up for success, set an alarm, make a promise to yourself, tell your accountability partner, and do it tomorrow share it on social and tag me. I would love to see you guys prioritizing your own care and sharing with other people in your world that you're doing that because as moms, historically, we're not so great about that. And we're great at saying that we're martyrs and we didn't eat and we didn't sleep and we didn't do all these things. But what if instead of glorifying martyrdom, we started glorifying moms who are taking care of their own mental and physical health and meeting their own basic needs. I would love for this podcast to be the catalyst for your life to change, where you're not a mom who's martyring herself, but rather you're a mom who's showing up and leading by example for her family and saying, I am important and I am worthy of love and care. And so are you young kids. And so are you spouse. And so are you friends and strangers on the internet. So may this podcast be the inspiration that gets you to change that mindset and turn from a martyr into a mom who is fulfilled and taking care of herself. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep on slaying your own fire-breathing dragons. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of Fulfilled, the podcast. I have a favor to ask. If you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on social. You can tag me on Instagram at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman, and you can tag the podcast at Fulfilled Podcast. And please consider leaving a review. I'd love to hear what you think, and your reviews can help other moms find me so they can grow alongside you. Oh, I almost forgot. Don't forget to subscribe so you get next week's episode automatically in your podcast queue. Instant inspiration and all the mom jokes? Yes, please. We'll see you next week on Fulfilled, the podcast.